Yo, yo, yo. Good morning, Nashville. Good morning, Nashville. Peace to the city. Peace to the planet. We want to thank you guys again for joining the Black Man Venture Podcast. Good morning. This Monday morning, Nashville. Have you heard a Black Man Vent today? My name is Jonathan Davis. I go by Jumbo. Nashville, my name is Leon Davis Jr. And I go by L Dog. And we just thankful to God for allowing us to be able to see another day. But not only that, a special Monday because this is the Monday that we celebrate Martin Luther King. And we celebrate the fact of all his accomplishments. But most of all, we celebrate as black men the accomplishment that he made and all the things that he went through and all the things that he represent. But what it tells me every time that this day comes around is that uh, we're not done yet. We still have to keep pushing, keep striving, keep doing the things that we can as black men to try to help other black men be better. And that's what our goal is on this podcast. And that's our objective to, uh, I'll let you say it. What you say all the time, what's our objective? To reshape, reframe, and yeah. rebrand the black man uh, one episode at a time, Nashville, yeah. um, Again, we just want to thank y'all for supporting us, man, and for joining us. Happy Martin Luther King's Day again, as uh, Pops mentioned, to the city and to everyone. And um, what we're doing on this podcast, as Pops said, is what Martin Luther King essentially was doing in his service to better the culture and better the community around us. Um, not just black men and black women, but just in, in, in uh, 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 e- equality of our people, you know, so... Um, even on this podcast, we want to make sure that we, we cater to the black man, but we don't want to just uh, make that the focal point. We want to generalize all people and make sure that any topic that we bring onto the Black Man Vent 2 uh, episodes and podcasts that we, we, we try to reach the masses with what we're going through and then try to relate to those other cultures that we may not know of um, on that notion as well. So, again, Nashville, we just want to thank you guys for joining us. Um, this is Martin Luther King Day, and we celebrate him. Find some time today, Nashville, to yeah. embrace your culture, embrace yes. the skin that you're in, and, and, and read a little bit about MLK, and you may find some stuff that you did not know um, just about him, his service, and his movement throughout uh, the civil rights and just his movement throughout um, America and trying to change um, and just, just be be better for, for all of us moving forward. So, Nashville, uh, Pops, if you ain't got nothing, man, without further ado, man, we're going to get right into the content yeah, after man. this segment break. This is the Body Mass Index of Abuse and a Black Man with our special guest. We're excited to have him. Yes. He's ready. We're ready. Yes. Nashville, have you heard a Black Man vent today after this segment break, sponsorship segment break? We'll get into the content for this Monday morning. And just like that, Nashville, just like that, we're back. We're back, guys. We want to thank you guys again for joining us. Martin Luther King Day, Nashville, good morning to you guys. This is the Black Man Ventu Podcast, and this is the Body Mass Index of Abuse in a Black Man with our special guest today, the third episode in our season of abuse. And we hope that you guys have enjoyed the first two episodes that we brought on with uh, Langley Shazer and um, Eric Capehart. Both of those gentlemen, man, come from a um, psychological background and just gave a lot of definite, definite solutions to what they believe can kind of be um, aided in this problematic thing called abuse. So uh, again, that's we want to thank you guys for joining us. And uh, Pops, I'll let you kind of chime in on our guests a little bit and we'll go ahead and bring them into the city. Yeah, first of all, man, I want to uh, ditto with what you just said about our first two guests because those guys are professional dudes, man, and they uh, really gave us from, a, from their standpoint, from a professional standpoint of how we can have some solutions to uh, this abuse thing. And also, they gave us some personal testimony. So uh, if you hadn't gotten a chance to check those episodes out, please do. 
And uh, now we got uh, somebody that uh, we can say that uh, we uh, he, he's not in that profession as far as what they do, but he's he's dealt with what we're talking about. And I think all of us at some point in time, all black men have had to deal with abuses, just sometimes getting people to talk about it. So we have a brother this morning that's willing and able and ready to talk about it. And I'll let Junebug introduce him because he's, he's more of his age than my age. So I'll let a young man introduce another young man. We finally, Nashville, finally, <laughs> finally brought on a, a man of, 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 of um, uh, what's, what's the word that I can use? We, we, we know uh, fraternities and we know Greek life well, but we just, we just on a different side of the fence. But Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated has aye. embraced us with uh, their presence on uh, this episode. My boy Nick Sharp, man, I'm just glad to have him. Um, he does a lot within the community. Um, he has... Um, a little boy, man, that he 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 cherishes, man, and it's, it's just beautiful to see how he carries his um his son with him, man, wherever he goes, man, and near and dear to his heart, man. He works for the fire department. Um, I'll allow him to explain all of that as we bring him on. But again, yeah. without further ado, man, presenting some, introducing the others, my boy Nick Sharp, big dog. How you doing this morning? Oh man, we doing good. Uh, man, like I said, my name is Nick Sharp. Uh, I work for the National Fire Department. I've been on the department for four years. Um, like I said, I got a son that I love the most, uh, and this is a conversation we're willing to have and I'm ready to have, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm going to turn it back over. Mm-hmm. Good, man. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Well, man, we just thank you, man, just for, um, again, being a part of what we have going on, man. And, um, you know, I feel like, uh, Nick, man, every black man needs to vent at some point or another, man. And, um, what we try to do on this podcast is make sure that we give, any black man and all black mm-hmm. men that are willing to yeah. come and, and discuss these type of transparent and vulnerable things that we make sure we uh, provide that platform, man, so that it makes us all better. That's, yeah. that's that's the goal in mind, man. So abuse, man, abuse, abuse, man, is what we're talking about, man. It it, it, it ranges, man, pops with verbal, yeah. physical, emotional, yeah, yeah um, all different types, man. Societal abuse, man. I'm talking about sexual abuse, man. It's yeah. all kind of abuses out there. But I think us as black men, we deal with abuses, and sometimes we don't even know we're dealing with it. You know, you get it on your job, man. You get it in your relationships. You get it even just in society in general, man. When we go out, you know, they expecting a certain criteria from us and a certain uh, expectations of it everywhere we go. But as we were talking about off camera, whenever we make a mistake, it's magnified to the nth degree. Well, that's abuse, man, because you're holding me to something that I can't I can't stand up to sometimes. And when I don't stand up to that, then you want to uh, ridicule me and you want to put me down, this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, that's not what I'm equipped to do. And, and But you're trying to hold me to something that I'm not really should be held to. And so that becomes a form of abuse because you're oppressing me with what you think I should be. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Nick, man, we're going to... Hit you with one of these um, just rapid fire questions, man. What abuse or abuses have you seen in your lifetime, man? And, and, and just how did it help you maturate? How did it help you as you got older? Um, I would say I've seen all of them as a black man. Um, phys- physical abuse, uh, you can see certain some of them things in everyone's family. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's right, family right. not perfect, so right. you have certain things. Uh, Emotional abuse, you can go through that with your your girlfriend, your family members, yeah. uh, anything. And then you got sexual abuse. You see those. I see that all the time in my field of work that I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you see it at all times. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't 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 understand. Like 
this starts out when we're young. Because yeah, as yeah, black right. men, we always taught to, that didn't affect you. That didn't hurt you. Mm-hmm. Don't speak on that. Mm-hmm. Nah, you okay. You a man. Man up. Mm-hmm. So most of those, that's, that's abuse right there. Yeah, yeah, Telling yeah. somebody to man up. Don't say nothing about that. Mm-hmm. You'll be all right. Mm-hmm. That's just part of life. So mm-hmm. as a black man, we hear that a lot. I don't even know if it's other cultures out there that hear that more than we do. Yeah, because yeah, we, right. we we grow up thinking that's a norm. Right. So right. that's right. how I feel. Yeah. Hey man, yeah. let me ask you this. See, since we on that, so have you seen some of these abuses on your job or have you had to deal with it? Like maybe verbal abuse or maybe the abuse of because you a black man, you supposed to do this better than this other cat from this other culture because of you know, we pole be athletic, this, that, and third. Maybe you maybe you can climb that pole better than quicker than dude can, or climb that ladder quicker than he can. Have you yeah. seen that on your job? The abuse. Uh I'm not gonna say I'd have seen any abuse on my job, but I will say this as a African American, we are um held to a higher regard on a department. Yeah. So what that means is we're, we're, we're thought of, you need to already know this. You need to be able to do this. You need to be able to know your job when, you know, nobody's background is towards that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. When we have so we have certain situations where you might have this guy, family, has a background in this when they're already known, but we not. We just going through the motion, yeah. trying to understand this new job, this yeah. new environment that we're around. Mm-hmm. It can kind of be hectic sometimes trying mm-hmm. to get into the groove of things with yeah. that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i feel that and then you know in <clears throat> in your line of work man being a firefighter you know what i'm saying and um just going to work every day you you going to work man to serve you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying so so you try not to to get involved into the i guess the cultural um um what would you call it? I guess the cultural warfare, if you will. Yeah, yeah the stereotypes, mm-hmm. the warfare, man. Mm-hmm. Because as as a, if you're a good firefighter, you're a good policeman, man. These mm-hmm. these type of jobs that that do these type of things, you you looking for the for the better of the next one around you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you hate, man, to like to just even be involved, man, in that type of environment. And hey, I'm gonna tell you what, then I'm just sitting here thinking about a, a situation. Maybe you had one too. I'm gonna give you a prime example. Talking about abuse. I remember one time I was on my job. And uh, I went to this person's house to explain to them about a situation, what was going on. And it was a person from the other culture. Mm-hmm. And when I went there, because I represent my job, I mean, they talked to me like I wasn't nobody. I'm talking my dog cussed me. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. me being a black man, of course, I wanted to get at him, mm-hmm. but I couldn't. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I had to just take all of that, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, man, it's just crazy because sometimes even our employer will put us in positions, man, where we have to face abuse just because I got this job and they know I need this job. So then they put me in a bad situation. And it happens a lot of times. A lot of times, they'll send us to places like the hood because I'm black. But then they send them to their hoods because they white. But then sometimes, if if they want to flip the script and they want to kind of put me in a bad situation, they send me to the trailer park. Yeah. Come on, man. I'm like, what are you doing, man? You know yeah. what I'm saying? But yeah. I praise God because I've been able to handle those situations. But what if I had not been equipped for that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, man, that, that, that sometimes we have to be careful of that, man. But So it, do you have any experience or examples that you've had to deal with as far as something like that? Um, Not on my job, per se. Um. Well, I can say like this, you know, this environment that we live in now, when you're seeing a lot of uh, 
abuse on the culture with like police brutality yeah, and, man, and yeah. all this different stuff out here. Um, yeah. it, 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 it gets to you because that, that is abuse. And me being a civil servant, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. when you seeing things like that and then you talking about this with, with others of different perspectives, mm-hmm. you can, you can, you can, you, it's, I want to say it's a type of abuse at the same time because you look at law enforcement to do their job and to protect protect and serve. But then we see the opposite sometimes. But then you have those good cops Mm -hmm. or you have those good firemen just just be on the sideline looking, looking on spectators. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. That's 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 another type of abuse. Um, Most of the time you're scared to speak up. Because, yeah. like you said, you may think you may lose your job mm-hmm. if you speak up on the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like everybody knows wrong from right, yeah, mm-hmm. or right from wrong. Right, right. So right. that's 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 a type of abuse too on the on the departments that you go to. Um, not trying to not trying to sell the department or trying to sell it yourself. Yeah, you right. know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause everybody' life is in danger. That person' life is in danger is on the ground. Yes. Your life is in danger because of your career. Yes. And your department. Yes. So it's three things you're looking at, and the main thing is the one in the middle, the one you don't want to come back to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's real, man. That's real. I man. think it's just interesting too, Nick, man. That <clears throat> you know you risk your life, man, in two ways. I feel like working at the fire department. The general of the job, you know what I'm saying, being there, doing what you got to do every day, in and out, man, seeing the things that you're seeing, and then your skin color, mm. you know? So so I think that's the thing, man, that does not go talked about when we talk about abuse, even in the professional realms of cops, fire department, your doctors, your nurses, your um, attorneys. You know, it's a lot of um, um, attorneys that I feel like don't get certain cases because of the mm. color of their skin. Come on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. they may have the more exposure and the more um, experience behind what that case needs, but it's because of this color of their skin, man, that abuse, that stereotypical abuse that we get, you know, they don't get to capitalize on that opportunity. So um, I commend you, you know, just because, um, again, at the end of the day, man, these type of service jobs, mm-hmm. they, they look at us differently, mm-hmm. you know, but we really do have that heart to serve in whatever realm that is mm-hmm. in any of those jobs, any of those facets, man. So um, I wanted to kind of direct you a little bit to more of a, a, a personal outlook, Nick, man, if you, if you don't mind, man, okay. and we're going to talk about just maybe some of the emotional abuse if any, okay. that you've had to deal with, man, growing up, man. But dial me back in, man, to maybe like your high school days, man, going through college and, and stuff like that, man. What what abuses did you maybe endure, emotional, if any? And then what did you see around you, man? Mm-hmm. Just kind of, you know, uh, kind of as you went along. Man, uh, I mostly seen growing up probably more so verbally abuse and mm-hmm. probably some of the households or some of my friends' households. Um, I think really growing up at that time and, and those times, uh, parents just thinking that those hard actions or those hard words mm-hmm. mean more than just sitting down and going over certain things, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. time and a place on how you talk to your kids or what you go through with your kids or what you're battling yourself because a lot of a lot of this starts with the person that's doing the abusing. 
Cause yeah. you never know if they was abused or True. as a kid yeah, or yeah. or yeah. what they're going to. Right. Nine right. times out of ten, they try to bring that down on their kids. Right. And sometimes you don't know what's behind their actions too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, when you're young, you really don't know if a parent has a alcohol addiction, mm-hmm. a drug addiction. Mm-hmm. You don't really know those type of things. Mm-hmm. You may notice or you may think there are some type of things, but yeah. you don't know those yeah. type of things. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So you just you just deal with it, especially as a child. Mm-hmm. And as a man, we just sit there and be like, that's the norm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, I I see this all the time. That's just, that's just something I go through. Yeah. When in our community, that shouldn't be what we should just go through. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, exactly. yeah. you seeing parents or family members doing certain things and you just think that's the norm. Mm-hmm, you just yeah. think that, okay, I see that. I guess I guess that what goes on. I guess that's mm-hmm. what the ordeal is or which say so. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say a, a, probably a little trauma earlier in my childhood, mm-hmm. but not as much was probably uh, my weight because, mm-hmm. you know, Kids could be harsh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get it all the time because mm-hmm. I consider myself a cool kid or whatever. But right. at the end of the day, kids could be harsh, man. You know, mm-hmm. kids see physical things, mm-hmm. right, so they so right. they they like to talk about the big kid in the room mm-hmm. or the guy that ain't got this or the yeah. guy that ain't got that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now my parents, they always said if you're gonna be a big dude. You gonna be the cleanest big dude in school, right? Right. Which mm-hmm. that was true, and which that is cool. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you got kids that's harsh. Oh man, you this, you that, calling yeah. you this name, calling you this name. Mm-hmm. Oh, you ain't gonna do yeah. nothing. You can't do this. You can't play with us because you do this all that. Mm-hmm. But what they didn't know was mm-hmm. I could do all that. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A ball yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so that, that's the yeah. thing. I mean, mm-hmm. and the biggest thing is you gotta have confidence. Mm-hmm. Because without confidence, I could have went a whole nother path of depression yeah. or anything, those type of things. Yeah. You know, but as you get older, you know how to change those things. You know, mm-hmm. the gym, exercising, yeah. to get that down, maintain all that stuff. So, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just a lot. Yeah. So you know what I'm yeah. thinking about, man? Mm-hmm. Why are you talking about that type of abuse? Bullying. Basically, that's what mm-hmm. we're talking about. And we're gonna we're gonna get off into another we're gonna get off into a season. We're gonna get off into a season of bullying because I've been kind of sharing this with some other people now. But from what you're talking about, that's something that goes on internally in our community. Mm-hmm. Is that we do each other, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, put each other down, this, that, and the third. And sometimes we don't realize how that affects people, man. That bullying, that's abuse. Mm-hmm. And when you do it, you don't realize how much it affects people, man, because, and I'm going to share this story, man, that this brother told me, man, he uh, works with me now, and, uh, and, um, and he said that, uh, and, uh, he said that he has a family member, and, uh, she was going through abuse, and mm-hmm. the abuse that she went through caused her to hang herself. Mm-hmm. She was a young child, man, wow. but she, 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 she did that to herself because of she was getting abused, man, mm-hmm. and nobody never, you know, they paid attention to it and they was addressing it, but it's still, it, it, she still committed that act. So sometimes when we dealing with abuse, I was just looking up some stuff on abuse the other day, and it says we react in either one or two ways. We're gonna either explode, where you're gonna react on something, mm-hmm. you're gonna explode like a bomb, or you're gonna implode. 
where you stuff gonna start happening to you internally that's gonna cause you to, to self-destruct. So it's gonna be one of those reactions, man. And that's what that's what you know went went on with that situation. So with that being said, though, you said that you had the confidence, man. So and when somebody's dealing with abuse and maybe bullying, whatever the abuse they're dealing with, how what did that? Where did you gain that confidence from? Because maybe they can hear this and they say, you know what? I need to start relying on people like that in my life. So who was the people in your life that gave you that confidence? Uh, I would say the people in my life that gave my confidence was, I'm gonna say at the time, uh, I had a friend named Darius Elwoods. Uh, he was a real good friend. He uh, he had my back through everything, and I'm gonna say my pops. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day. Uh, I was just bigger than everybody. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so at the end, nah, nah, it's funny. Yeah. But at the uh, but at the end of the day, it's only so much somebody could keep saying to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Especially when you start to recognize that you're bigger than everybody. Mm-hmm. What you gonna say when the tables turn? Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. what I'm saying. I'm not speaking on, you know, using violence or anything, mm-hmm. but. When you start speaking back up, mm-hmm. when you start showing action, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's when things start to change. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then as I got older, you know, start maturing, mm-hmm. you know, start being more active in sports and all that. That just yeah. gain a lot in your confidence, get up, because you better than everybody else on this and better right. than everybody on this. And right. can't nobody really, you know, they start coming to you for help. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So well, let me ask you this, man, since you said that. So did you know anybody was th- that was on the opposite end of the spectrum? that were not as athletic as you or as big as you, but was dealing with those things, you know, like bullying or verbal abuse or maybe even physical abuse, because sometimes bullying can go to physical abuse, you know what I'm saying? Did you know anybody that Uh, had to deal with that? I would say a lot. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like I said, a lot of things started at the house, and it was a lot of things that some of the friends I was going, that I hung out with, Man had a lot of trouble with traumas at the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. from only meal they getting a day was at the school, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know, the only time they seen a parent is when the parent came home high drunk or whatever. So yes. you never know what the next person is going through. Yeah. Like I said yeah. earlier, most bullies and most people to put you in these trauma predicaments, they're going through a lot, yes. and they're getting this abuse put on them that they're. Dishing out on someone else, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the thing about physical abuse is, most of the time you don't know that's physical abuse because most, you don't deal with it so much. You it happens so often, man. You right. just think that's that's normal, or that's love. Mm-hmm. Like getting hit, getting sexual assaulted, verbal abuse, emotional abuse. That shouldn't be the norm. Mm-hmm. That's 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 not that's not that's not healthy. Man, I know and I'm mm-hmm. good. I'm sitting here thinking. I remember I had a partner, man. You know, we just we just chatting it up. I had a partner, man, and I remember going over his house one time and I found this out later. I wanna he, he when he got home, man, his mama dog cussed him, man. I'm talking about just dog cussed him. And and but after she dog cussed him, then he said some stuff too, and then he just left the house. And I'm thinking, dang. Boy, if I were to go home and do that, my mama kill me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that's how they operated in their house, man. Come to find out, the reason they operated like that, she was mad because the husband had left. He was cheating on her, and then she had to raise these three boys, and that was the only way she knew how to communicate. She, cause she couldn't put her hands on, cause he, like you said, he big dude. So she just had the dog cussing, man. Come to find out, man, 
that brother, man, ended up living a crazy life, man, in and out of jail and all that old stuff, man. So it was just a bad situation. But like you said, that was the way his family operated. And that was normal for him. But like you said, that's not normal. We have a lot of black families that go through that stuff, man. And sometimes, even to the point where sometimes when a person has a normal family, but then when you, you don't, you, in other words, you don't know what normal is. You think that's normal and that's not normal. So yeah, you made a good point on that. That is so true. That is so true. Trauma is something I think too that that is that is uh, shadowed in our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm talking about man trauma. Just if we're talking from a culture aspect, from over 200, 300, 400, 500 plus years, man, and and it's come to the point where if you think about abuse, when you're born as a child, you're innocent. You know, you don't know nothing. You 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 everything you learn is based off of a visual, you know what I'm saying, of what you've seen, what you've heard, mm-hmm. some type of sensory information to, to to help you see what it is in front of you. So say it all that to say, when you're talking about abuse, a child, as you guys said, is going to adapt that to being a norm mm-hmm. because they don't know what abuse is. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So like when you're getting older and older and older, mentioning what I said earlier, we don't talk about trauma enough. These things that are, 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 are the norm to the child mm-hmm. over the years become abuses that they see as they get older. Mm-hmm. Then by the time you are age, Nick, you know what I'm saying, you know, 25, 30, somewhere around that area, it's trauma because you never really embraced it enough to know that it was abuse mm-hmm. because as a child, you was in the house and you seen it mm-hmm. as a norm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like like that. So that's I think that's the interesting thing, man. Children are natural sponges. Mm-hmm. You know, we only gonna absorb everything that you know we can in the area that, that that we're surrounded by. And then when it's time to wring it out, you know, anytime you got a sponge, man, and you got water in it or whatever, you wring it out, it don't look the same as it was when you you soak it up. But it's all we know. But it's all we know. Exactly. <laughs> know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's that's just that's just kind of unfortunate, man, because you don't. In life, you don't get to pick the hand you did you, you dealt with, you know what I'm saying? But you just got to know when to put a spade down, know when to put a, you know, a nine or diamond down, that type of thing, man. So mm-hmm. just relating back to the trauma, man, I, um, again, I just don't think that that's, that's highlighted, man, in our, in our culture a lot because it's a lot that black men have went through that they haven't faced even on their own, mm-hmm. even when we're talking about abuse, mm-hmm. verbal abuse, mm-hmm. emotional abuse. Um, and man, just within families, man, within black families, man, they try to hide, you know, maybe true feelings that they may have mm. with another, you know, in the terms of that abuse realm, man. Black people, man, we can talk to each other kind of crazy sometimes. We can. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> we can talk to each other kind of crazy, man. And words may hit you less or more than they may hit me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's just something, man, that I think we all got to, got to, got to, um, Got to really, really just, just, just take into account, man. But as we close, man, uh, prior to us getting into our segment, Nick, man, I did want to ask you, man, to just give Nashville, man, a little bit of a, a highlight, man, about your baby boy, man. Just when he was born, man, what, what, what kind of, uh, uh, pretty much, what, what, what was, what, was, where were you at, you know, in that moment, man? Just understanding that that this is gonna be new for me, new part of life. But I gotta understand that 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 it is him that I have to focus on, man, and it's not my life anymore. You know what I'm saying? How 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 did you adapt, man? Just just give Nashville a little bit of a highlight on that. All right. Um, for my situation, first I'd like to tell everybody this: 
make sure you know who you are dealing with. And this goes both sides. This goes male and female. Mm-hmm. Make sure you know who you're having a kid by. Mm-hmm. Because that's going to dictate the whole next 18 years. Mm-hmm. And beyond. And beyond. So uh, getting into it, um, when I first found out I was having a son, I was, you know, it was different. Mm-hmm. But I know what type of father I was going to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not gonna sit here and be like I wasn't happy. I was happy, and at the the beginning, I'm gonna say the first month or two, mm-hmm. everything was going good, mm-hmm. and then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is emotions and a lot of distance stuff start happening. Mm-hmm. Not not knowing what's going on on certain situations, mm-hmm. and that's another thing. As men, we got to deal with two in situations like this because, um, yeah, women go through post post postpartum and things like that. Mm-hmm. Men, we act like we not in those same feelings either. Mm-hmm. Now we might not yeah. show it as much, but we have them too. Yeah. Not knowing what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, all the rules or what the state got in that because mm-hmm. we don't have no decision in this. Mm-hmm. So. I need all my men out there to, to, to understand you have no power or no decision making unless you're married. That's why mm. it's always good to be married in certain situations. But as we know, that's not always true. Mm. Everybody don't always get married. Yeah. So yeah. one of the. Uh, well, if you're married, you just need to make sure you're married right, man. Right. So <laughs> that's the whole ordeal. So one of the biggest issues that I had, like I said, me and my son's mother, mm-hmm. we're doing better now. Mm-hmm. But one of the biggest issues I had early on is after my son was born and I missed a couple months of his life. Uh, and to me, that's emotional trauma to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a type of abuse. Man, uh, to a certain extent. Missed a couple months of his mm-hmm. life. And not knowing why. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't like I wasn't trying to be there. It mm-hmm. wasn't like I was not trying to wow. take care of my son. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really don't know what it was at the time. Mm-hmm. But I know I wasn't going to give up. Yeah, but, but that's the key. But that's that's the key because yeah, yeah, we yeah. got we got a lot of men that they'll keep fighting. Mm-hmm. But it's only so much fight you have in yourself to so fight true. to... Mm-hmm. To get that access in your child's life. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was processes that I had to take. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to have to take my son's mother to court, mm-hmm. but that's just one that's just one part of the step I had to do. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. in order to, to get my rights in the state of Tennessee, that's just one thing you had to do. But that also mm-hmm. comes with a financial burden too mm-hmm. that every man might not have. True. Now me, true. now me to afford, man. To afford. Now right. me, right. Mm-hmm. I work. And I work a lot, so I was able to continue to keep fighting. But as this thing was going on, going through the court proceedings and all this stuff, man, you see men in these courts turning over their rights, just giving up, not having attorneys because they're tired. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get me wrong. It's some of us out there that just don't just won't do right. Yeah, and I understand that. But the other half is, man, you got men out there that's actually trying, but emotionally. They just give up, man, because they don't have the 
the tools yeah. or the support to keep them going. Wow, man. And if you yeah. see a man coming out of court crying mm. who just turned over his rights because he done got tired of trying yeah. to trying yeah. and trying and trying, yeah. man, that can that that's that's a form of abuse. That, Look, that, that, just her thinking, that, that, that can the, hurt that's you. That's systematic yeah. racism. Yeah. Because think yeah. about it. Overall, what that is doing is breaking down the black family. Mm-hmm. I don't broke this family up now because I got this dude to stay out this child's life. And everybody know I'm don't get me wrong, sisters. I know y'all can do it. But I'm telling you, it's better when you got the daddy. But see, but it's see, better. but see, but see, that's the thing. It's a stigma that Women has to do it all. Exactly. But that's yeah. not. But that's not true. Yeah, that ain't even. Well, I I I, 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 yeah. I always say to the women that got a guy that wants to do, but you won't let them do. That's mm-hmm. the difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if you if you got someone that wants to take that other half, mm-hmm. then let them take that other half mm-hmm. because. You don't have to do it by yourself. Now, it's something to do have to do it by yourself. Yeah, when but they ain't you, got nobody. Yeah, yeah but yeah. if you got somebody that you don't have to, yeah, don't yeah. push the other side of when try to do it all yourself. Yeah, yeah. It takes two. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it does. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what society makes them think, it and, takes two. And mm-hmm. I will say this. Um, after my whole situation was done and handled, um, mm-hmm. I got equal rights, equal custody of my son. Mm-hmm. I will say this, and you, and you young, mm-hmm. and you probably seen this too. When you have trauma like that, or if you have abuse like that, that rolls over into your next relationship. Mm, so this, so 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 this is big right here. This is big. Mm-hmm. When you are talking to a young lady, and she's everything you've been praying for, mm-hmm. but you can't fully commit mm-hmm. because you're scared of the same trauma. Or abuse that you dealt with in, in the, the past yeah. with women, mm-hmm. that can also hurt what you got going on in the future. Mm-hmm. Man, let me stop you. Let me stop you. Let me stop you. It's getting good. <laughs> it's getting good. It's getting good. It's getting good. Nick, I'm gonna I'm I'm hold you right there, man. Nashville, y'all know we got to get a segment break in, but I feel like it's finna get it's finna get hot. Yeah. It's finna get hot. So um, again, man, want to thank you guys, man, for joining. Joining us this Monday morning, the body mass index of abuse in a black man with my brother Nick Sharp, man. He's 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 definitely giving it to us, man, how we want, man. Transparent, man, being vulnerable and um just venting, you know. Mm-hmm. So Nashville, man, as I always, always say, man, if you haven't heard a black man vent today, you're hearing it today. So stick with us. After this segment break, we'll get right back into the content for the day. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Nashville. Again, guys, we want to thank you for joining us this morning. The Black Man Ventu Podcast. Good morning. The Body Mass Index of Abuse in a Black Man with our special guest, Nick Sharp. Um, we're going to give him some time to uh, recollect his thoughts for our second portion of our episode, but definitely want to recognize uh, what today is in terms of it being Martin Luther King uh, Day. So happy Martin Luther King Day to all of Nashville, to our BMVT audience and those that are listening to us we all want to make sure that we are continuing to carry out his legacy and and his dream of just trying our best to make sure that america uh, is equal in all shapes forms and facets and that we all find a way to uh make where we're at in america be a better place wanted to take some time out to pull an article from uh cnn directly from cnn in regards to today and what the um 
excuse me, the grandchildren of Dr. Martin Luther King are looking forward to doing to change our legislative system uh, moving forward. So just going to read a portion of the article for what we will call today's segment being the MLK segment from Black Men Ventu. When our daughter, Yolanda Renee King, was born in 2008, her voting rights were more secure than they are today. On the holiday to commemorate her grandfather, Martin Luther King Jr.'s 93rd birthday. Over the past 13 years since our greatest joy came into the world, the Supreme Court has twice over gutted the Voting Rights Act of 1965, a historic bill Yolanda's grandfather, Dr. Martin Luther King, and countless other nonviolent resistance leaders bled to secure. In the year between Yolanda's 12th and 13th birthdays, state legislators passed 34 suppressive laws in 19 states that make it harder for people to vote, including a draconian law in our home state of Georgia that criminalizes handing out water to voters waiting in long lines. The same forces that schemed to oppress black and brown Americans when dad was assassinated. And just to let you guys know, Nashville, this was written by Andrea Waters King, which is also a relative of Dr. Martin Luther King. Uh, But back to the article, the same forces that schemed to oppress black and brown Americans when dad was assassinated in 1968 are alive and well today. And they are systemically blocking access to the ballot box for people of color. That is why we are called on elected we are calling on elected officials to legislate, not celebrate today's holiday. Just wanted to put a pin there, in Nashville, to continue to just kind of motivate and, and, and make sure that we are mindful, uh, especially within our culture, to vote. Um, I think it's very important that when those times roll around to put in different people of place um, in place um, of power that we make sure that we get to the ballots as quick as we can and as fast as we can because there's people like Dr. Martin Luther King and many others who share the same skin that we're in and who fought the fight to get us to those ballot boxes. So Nashville just wanted to again give you guys a short segment on this Martin Luther King Day um, sharing to you guys again of where the King family is at moving forward and how they want us to march with them as we move forward to try to change our legislative groups and change the country that we live in today. Nashville, again, we want to thank you guys for joining us for this segment break. Let's get right back into the content. Nashville, have you heard a black man vent today? And just like that, Nashville, just like that, we're back. We're back. Um, good morning to you guys. If you're just now tuning in, Black Man Ventu Podcast presents to you guys the third episode out of our season of Abuse, the Body Mass Index of Abuse, in a black man with our special guest, Mr. Nick Sharp, man. And uh, we, again, just want to thank him for his time and just going to allow him, man, to kind of pick back up, man, mm-hmm. uh, from where he left off on. And he was just kind of talking about the, the, the issues, man, that you can kind of run into in abuse when you're dealing with a woman that may not necessarily want to be with a man and is taking that out 
with the child, if that makes sense, naturally. So um, I'm going to let Nick pick back up on that, man, in terms of solutions. Nick, man, we see that all the time in terms of uh, bitter baby mamas, if you will, for lack of better words, you know. Um, we get the stigma all the time of black men don't want to be in their child's life. So the fact that, man, you do want to be in your child's life, man, and there are others that, that have been in that same situation. What solutions? Okay, I, I twist it this way. When you a black man and you going through all it, but you still got to find a way to make the day Still got to find a way to make your own bills and, and get your own stuff together, man. Find a way to just find you. How do you find you in, in, in all of that? Knowing that you're dealing with what you're dealing with, with again, uh, for lack of better words, a, a bit of baby mama, man. How does a black man just deal with finding himself and keeping himself contained through all that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I would say this first. Um, you can't give up. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to keep fighting. Um, and sometimes it may be hard, but you may have to seek out some counseling Come on, man. or some guidance. Come on, man. It's a thing in our community where we don't want to go yes. reach out for no help, but we don't think we need therapy or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, me and my son's mother, we're, we're in a good space right now, mm-hmm. but it wasn't always like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time us as men, we need to seek help from other other people. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she's seeking help from other people. Right. Because women are so easier to do that than men are. We always yeah. want to hold things in mm-hmm. right. and we don't want to right. seek we don't want to seek help. I think mm-hmm. the only counseling I got through my whole ordeal was court mandated. Mm-hmm. I really didn't want to do it, but it was court mandated made me go talk to somebody mm-hmm. about certain situations. Mm-hmm. And even with Young ladies I deal with, or the young or anything, uh, they always say you need to go get some help. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like because if we are to work, this trauma that you got or this abuses you went through, we can't bring this into our relationship. And yeah. another thing people yeah. understand too, either yeah. is. Your kids feed off that energy. Mm-hmm. Your kids feed yeah. off. They, they know yeah. when something's not right with yeah. both parents. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. I just think the, the biggest thing with us as men, man, we, we have to be able to communicate. Yeah. We, had, we got <laughs> to seek our help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can't be afraid to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and, and, that, and that's the thing we don't like to do. We don't like to talk to anybody. We think we could just handle it. Uh, we strong. We could just go through life man, and tell the truth, just man. let that be. Shame the devil. But... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll never find peace in doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you will never meet that person you want to meet and be on that level that you feel you should be on if you always holding something in. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I still, at, at certain times, I still have a hard time of just opening up fully to any female mm-hmm. because of what I went through. Uh, mm-hmm. My mom always be like, are you going to have another kid? I'd be like, nope, no time soon. Yeah. And yeah, I want more kids. Yeah, right, right, right. But right. Right. you don't want that same situation you went through the first time mm-hmm. to be that situation, mm-hmm. which it most likely wouldn't. But it's just you don't want to go through the same thing you went through the first time. Mm-hmm. And you like know? you said, and you mm-hmm. think about it, man, the possibilities are there, though, because if you hadn't dealt with the first uh trauma or emotional breakdowns or whatever went on in that previous relationship. Like you said, if you hadn't properly dealt with that, 
then of course you're going to carry it over because you're thinking every time I hook up with a girl, this is a possibility. So sometimes you do need some professional help to break those habits, man, or that thought pattern, you know what I'm saying? And um, I'm just sitting here thinking about that, man. In order for us to do better, we have to be better. And you got to create better habits, man, better thought patterns, man. And sometimes, brothers, I'm telling you, you just can't do it by yourself, man. I know you bad. I know you strong. I know you the dude. I know you. But sometimes you got to be willing to sit down and tell somebody, I need help. And and until we get to that point, man, we're going to always face stuff and find ourselves running to a brick wall because I can't say, man, all I needed was a boost. I just needed a little boost to get over that wall. But I'm still trying to climb it myself. And all I need is somebody to come along. Pastor Brooke talked about this one time in uh, in Bible study. All I need sometimes is somebody, somebody to hold my ladder. Just hold my ladder, man, while I go across this thing. I know it's kind of high, but if you can just hold it down here, then I won't feel like I'm going to fall because I know you got me. Sometimes that's what we need, that support system, man. So even with that, we as family members that have people, brothers that's going through, we have to be careful to make sure that we don't downgrade and downrate our brothers that we see going through this. Because brothers need uplifting. And sometimes we tear brothers down, man. You know what I'm saying? We do that, man. So, yeah, we have to be careful. There. But, yeah, I'm with you on that. Seek professional help, brothers. Uh, last two episodes, two professional dudes, man. And they were stressing that, man. Seek, seek it out. And then you might say, I don't have money. Eric Capar told us last week, Sometimes a lot of them uh, professional psychiatrists, they do pro bono, man. You can go pro bono or they'll put you on a payment plan where you can just, you know, pay it out through time. Mm -hmm. But don't let the financial burden stop you from seeking help. And even if you can't do that, hopefully and prayerfully, brothers have somebody they can talk to. Like you said, your friend. Mm -hmm. You feel like you could talk to that brother. He wasn't judging you and he was giving you good advice. If you got somebody like that, man, lean on them dudes, man. Lean on them, man. And it might be, even sometimes might be an old school sister that's seen some of this stuff and can help a young young black man make it to the next level, man, as far as emotionals are concerned, man. We can't be afraid to hop in and help. I think that's, that's the biggest thing I'm hearing from our three of us, man. Just as a culture, black man, black woman, you know, if anybody got the same skin color you got, you should want them to win just off strength. Mm. Um, that's just that's just how I am, you know, just genuinely, man. I It it, it makes me happy to see um, a black woman that uh, maybe I was in high school with start her business or a black dude that I was in college with, man, start his business or start a family or get married or, you know what I'm saying, start a trade, just whatever, man. I think we have to understand, man, that, 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 that it's okay to 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 share in the success of somebody else it's okay to support you know your next black brother your next black sister because we all we got that's just mm-hmm. that's just being real man we all we got and when you're talking about abuse and people that have been through abuse man they've been through stages where they feel like they didn't have nobody mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying when you go through abuse you you, you typically go through it alone mm-hmm. in terms of how you feel mm-hmm. and you may not want to share or may not want to have those conversations um, because you're still dealing with it. And it mm-hmm. just relates back to trauma and healing, man. Um, I used this analogy in a couple of episodes um, prior to this one, a couple of seasons prior to this one, that when you get cut, you know, Nick, for example, if I was to cut you, man, and you bleeding or whatnot, and then, um, you know, I give you a Band-Aid. Band-Aids are used to, to essentially soak up bleeding. So mind you, you take that Band-Aid off, 
you know what I'm saying? And now you have, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a wound, a scab, if you will. But you'll go in somebody else's life. You'll go in somebody else's, uh, uh, um, just, just just in their life. You'll be in their life, man. And little do you know that, that, that you may still be bleeding from that wound and you just didn't check on it like you should have. You know what I'm saying? We do that a lot as black people in relationships. We um, Because you said, you know, that, that, that ideally you would have wanted it to work. You know what I'm saying? But it just didn't. Because maybe something that you had been going through in your past relationship prior to her, maybe something that she had been going through in her past relationship prior to you. We tend to hop in these relationships, man, and, and we have these babies, man, and then we get to a point where we at now, you know what I'm saying? But we could have caught that at an earlier rate if we would have realized those wounds. Mm. See what I'm saying? We would realize those wounds, realize those scars that, that probably should have kept the Band-Aid on there a little longer. You know what I'm saying? Probably should have catered to that a little bit longer, man. Think if we were able to 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 be uh, accountable enough as black men, you know what I'm saying, to 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 to, to, to say that that's true, you know what I'm saying, that we could have prevented probably a lot of the scars and the wounds, man. We always say we could deal with everything. Yeah, <laughs> but we really can't. Yeah, for sure. Until it hit the fan. Until it hit the fan. Yeah, so, man. we always say we strong in certain areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until yeah. we get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. like, nah, I'm really not that strong. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hey. fighting it, yeah. but yeah. really not hey. that strong. So yeah. See, we had to realize this has been going on a long time. Mm-hmm. Even when Jesus, and I'm gonna throw the, you know, I gotta throw some of that piece up in there. But even mm-hmm. when Jesus got ready to go to his demise, which one of his demise was a setup for the for the victory. But he told his disciples. And matter of fact, he told one of them, Peter, you gonna deny me three times. And what did he say? Not me. Them dudes might deny you, but not me. I'm not gonna deny you. Mm-hmm. And he said, Yeah, you are gonna deny me. Soon the 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 uh, the root, soon the uh, the cock crows two 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 uh, two times. You mm-hmm. gonna deny me? Mm-hmm. And just to show Jesus said it, he denied it. And that's what we do sometimes, man. Is we deny good advice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We have people that are giving us good advice. We might have people that have been there and done that, man. And then sometimes they give us good advice, but we don't take it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, but then when you, now see, this is another thing. Sometimes people will give us good advice and we look back and we know it was good advice. Don't take it. And don't take it. And then won't even say you was right. Yeah. What's wrong with that, man? How, why are mm-hmm. we so afraid to tell somebody, another brother, maybe another sister, dude, you was right. Everything you said, you was right. I didn't take that advice. You was right. Now I need to come back. And now, now I'm ready though. I'm ready to take. I'm ready to take that advice now. And I can say that from an old school perspective because I've done it. Put people be uh, inputting into my life, trying to pour off into my life, and I'm hearing it, and I'm thinking, no man, that ain't that ain't finna, that ain't gonna go down like that. Like Peter again. I'm not going That ain't gonna go down like that. But in the end of the day, they was trying to give me some good sound advice. And I just didn't take it. Both of y'all, have y'all had to deal with that? Because I know I have. Oh, I know I have. All the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Um, even right now, as you speak, we all speaking together, mm-hmm. I learned something new today. I hope y'all will have learned something new today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. <laughs> are we really soaking up what we're talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can still go out yeah. here yeah. and still... Feel the same way I did before I came in before here. Before you came in, right. That's what I'm saying. So right. you got to yeah. take these opportunities to actually listen mm-hmm. and to go and walk on what you preach. That's Come, what on, mm-hmm. Come on, man. Come on, man. And think about what you just said. But, 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 but it's still hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still hard. Although you may have the tools, mm-hmm. 
you still might not know how to fix the problem. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Mm-hmm. That's and like true. you said, you got that's you got to act on it, man. I just thought about that too. Sometimes we'll get advice and we just don't act on it, man. Exactly. It's just like I got if I'm working on my car and I got a box full of tools. Like you said, I got the tools, but I don't know which tool to operate the thing I'm trying to fix. So I might have the tools, but I still don't know how to operate. So even though I'm getting the good advice, I still might need to go to that counselor to see how to operate this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I think, I don't know, but what I'm getting, what I'm hearing Eve, from the first two episodes about abuse and whatever other thing, we went through grief with mm. the, uh, a season of uh, depression and family relationships and, and, uh, and uh, a relationship between men and women as far as marriage is concerned. All of these things that we have been dealing with it almost boils down to one thing. Get you some help, man. Yeah. Don't be afraid to get you some help, man. Yeah. And I'm talking yeah. about even if you my age or even if you y'all's age, get you some help, man. And don't worry about... See, this is another stigma. They gonna be talking about me. They gonna talk about you whether you do good or do bad. They gonna talk about you, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We get wrapped into... Um, uh, oh, oh, the end to, to spend... Before I even say that, to piggyback off of the uh, advice tip, um, I was sitting here thinking, listening to y'all talk. When you when you talk about advice, you know what I'm saying? Advice can be good advice. You know, advice can be bad advice. It all depends on, you know, how you view whatever the words is coming out of that person's mouth to be. Um, advice, man, you essentially got to know, I guess, when to take certain advice in whatever situation you're in. So me being a black man, you know what I'm saying? I've heard plenty of advice, right? You, you know, just in the age that I'm, I'm in, I've heard plenty of advice. In some areas I've used it, in some areas I've not. Mm-hmm. We can take college, for example. All of us done took math, college algebra. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the last time I used Pythagorean theorem or whatever mm-hmm. the formula is. Mm-hmm. So I said I like to say, we had that as a as a standard, as a as a as an aid, as a help to help us. You know, as we got older, yeah. that don't mean that we used it. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, getting advice may not necessarily be used in the moment it needs to be used in. But at least it's in your brain, it's in your wallet, it's in your back pocket because you can't say you didn't know. At least you know. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah, point. Yeah. I, that, that, hopefully, I got know. that point out with yeah, what, yeah. what I just at said. Least yeah. You know. yeah. Yeah. At least you know. Yeah. yeah. And, and and another thing about advice, I was just sitting here thinking about this. Consider the source too. Because everybody that give you yeah. advice ain't on your team. Yeah. Exactly. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You got some people yeah. that will give you advice. Hoping you take it so you can fall. That's like consider the teacher. Yeah, everybody can't teach college. Man, I'll be a lot of doubt. So, like I said, for instance, like you know, if I try to give a young man advice about life, Mm -hmm. if I tell you something about life, man, I ain't trying to say I'm right about everything, but take it from my experiences, I probably know what I'm talking about. Now, if I try to give you some advice on what you just talked about. Whatever I can't even say the words you just said. Yeah, I try to give you some <laughs> advice on that. Exactly. Don't don't take my word for because yeah. I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. Yeah. So consider the source and the subject too. Mm-hmm. And that's when I say go back again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, go seek you a counselor, man, that might can help you because that's what they that's their profession. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. You know what I'm saying, man, Nick? Let me ask you this: Have you had to be the counselor in another black man's life? At some point or another, I'm, I'm figuratively speaking that, but but I'm saying, have you had to step up and basically be the listening ear, the shoulder to cry on the, the person that needed that advice? 
you know what I'm saying, from from another brother that you that you may know? Uh, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. I would say, since okay, I, I put it like this: I work a part time job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work at Kroger's part time. Mm-hmm. I've been working at Kroger's for eleven years, eleven twelve years. Mm-hmm. So we don't went through so many different type of kids. Mm-hmm. We had all type of young men come through there. Mm-hmm. So I can say. I've I have tried to mentor some of the young guys um, on certain things they going to. Mm-hmm. If it's deciding on what they want to do in life, uh, different situations they got going on at the house, why they need this job, mm-hmm. or um, just just anything, man. Yeah. Um, I've never just really talked to no one about, you know their traumas or nothing like it. They never got that far. Mm-hmm. But I'm always an open book if somebody wants to talk mm-hmm. about those mm-hmm. things. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody goes through something. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Hopefully, man, them young boys appreciated that, man, because I know at the particular Kroger you work at, you know what I'm saying, just in that, that area of Nashville, <laughs> it is kind of rough. <laughs> it's kind of rough over there, man. But hopefully the seed that you, you planted, man, definitely kind of... Um, you know, kind of helped them, man, as they, mm-hmm. as they moved on. Yeah, and, and like you said, man, at the end of the day, just, mm-hmm. you know, if we can give, you know, we getting ready to come to a close. But as mm-hmm. I can say this, man, it, it did, all of us, man, when we trying to do better, man, just try to be that example for somebody else, man. We had to always think about this, man. When you are living, you're not living for yourself. Mm-hmm. And once you, if you could ever get that out of your psyche, out of your spirit, that it's all about you. Mm-hmm. It's not all about you, man. Mm-hmm. It's all about. It's always about what you're doing and how it's going to affect somebody. Because everybody at this table, if we go out right now and make a bad move, do you think it's just going to affect you? No, of course it's not. Right. It's going to affect everything around you, man. And that's right. what we have to be thankful of. I mean, not be thankful, be thankful of. Mm-hmm. It's thinking that our moves, man, affect everybody around us, man. I'm talking about mm-hmm. from a positive or a negative. Yeah. Whichever case it may have, it comes out, it's going to affect somebody. Right. If you go out right now, uh, brother Nate, and go to jail, it's going to affect your child. Mm-hmm. It's going to affect your daddy. Your mom. How it affect my dad and my mom? Because they're going to be like, man, I, I thought I taught him better. Than, I thought he knew it's, better. Than, you it's going to affect your livelihood. It's it, it, people everything. you take care of. Every, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It affects everything, mm-hmm. man. I'm going to say this right quick, then we, then we move on. But I remember when I first got my job, and I used to indulge in some things that were not popular. I ain't going to say, no, it was popular. That's when I was doing it. But A lot of things would be popular. Yeah. <laughs> but I was indulging in some things, man, that were not going to be beneficial to where I was trying to go. So if we want to go somewhere sometime, sometimes you got to cut some stuff off for the benefit of others. So I had to cut some things off because I want to benefit the others in my life. So guess what I had to do? I had to sacrifice. Yeah. So that's what bros have to understand sometimes. Sometimes for you to be better and greater, you have to sacrifice for somebody else. Now, I know that sound kind of, that didn't, that didn't add up right, but it does add up right. If you sacrifice for others, not only will it make you better, make them better, but it's going to make you better. You know what I'm saying? If we could ever get that piece down, man, then that's when us, our communities will start being better one brother at a time, man. Nashville, we want to thank you guys again, man, this Monday morning, the MLK Day, man, for choosing the Black Man Vent 2 podcast, man, for your listening pleasure, uh, abuse season, the body mass index of abuse, and a black man with my guy, Nick Sharp, man. Nick, um, 
As we always do, man, we give our guests one last final bit of motivation that they want to leave the black culture, the black man, the black man that is dealing with abuse today. You know what I'm saying? And and thinking about giving up, man. Mm. What do you tell that black man that has his ears on this episode, man, before we head out? Um, I can say this. uh, Nothing is easy and nothing is given. Mm. But you never give up in anything you do. Mm. Um, it might get hard sometimes, but you you still got to keep going, man. You got to you got to see it through. You got to see it through to the end, mm-hmm. because things are gonna get hard. Um, but there's there's things out there that can help you. Mm-hmm. So don't give up. Don't let financial be a situation. Don't let that be a crutch on why not getting no help. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of services. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of free services out there mm-hmm. that can help you. Mm-hmm. I mean. I'm pretty sure if you get in contact with this podcast or these gentlemen, mm-hmm. they can help you reach out and find some some, yes, sir. some avenues to mm-hmm. get help from. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Well, man, Nick, as always, yeah. dog, we appreciate you, man. Thank you, thank you so much, man, for for being a part of our podcast. And yeah. pops, man, we we'll, we'll go ahead and close. Yeah, it I want to thank brother Nick, man. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to give all the info out, but brother Nick. Did he, he he was one of, one of my Sunday school students also. So when I see a positive young brother, man, and see him doing well, I can't take no credit. But I thank God that I was a part of your journey, man. So I thank God for no that, problem, man. man. Abuse is getting kicked out of his class. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, man, it was it was it was a fun time, man. And like I said, hopefully there was something. When I see you being as positive as you are, man, and I remember, I, I gotta say, that, I remember you, me and you had a lot of conversations, oh, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, whole yeah. lot of conversations. Yeah. So then when I see you. And I see you doing well, man. I hope that you that carries on for you input into somebody else's life. You know what I'm saying? Especially that little dude you got. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, Nashville, we thank y'all again. Have a great rest of this Martin Luther King Day. And as I always say, until next week, it's a wrap. Black man, don't get trapped. It is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. You can do what you can and you can't with what you can't. This has been another episode, Nashville, of the Black Man Vent 2 Podcast. Good morning.